Hi, Linda. Hello. Bill, are we the first two here? Yes, we are. All right. Chris, Christy signed in about 10 minutes ago, but she didn't put up a video. Ah. She's doing something somewhere. So how have you been? Pretty good. Good. Got, uh, got the coats off the horses and got them fed. Still got hay in the barn. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't know when mine will stop shedding. I mean, oh, God. Lots of hair, huh? Oh, gosh. You know, it's just, I spend more time brushing than riding right now. It's uh, significant. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, I've got two miniature horses. Ooh, fun. Yeah, and their hair is just everywhere well it looks probably makes you think you got more than two horses yes it does <laughs> <laughs> when i finish with shedding it's this pile you know on the floor of the barn and i think you know i have enough here to make another horse absolutely so, yeah miniatures are fun i've got uh, a brand new uh, miniature donkey that just joined us too oh how fun now, do you keep them at your place? Mm-hmm. Yep, right out back. Out. The recording right now has been paused, but it is recording to uh, the cloud. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, I'd also like to point out that um, Christy Windsor and Alan Golich and Sarah here representing the planning department. Um, I'm seeing guests, um, not guests so much, commissioners uh, Tim Redmond, Beth Melton, and Tim Gorgon technically will be joining us when we get to item number four on the agenda. In addition to that, I see a Linda Hoskinson, Robin Shepard, Mark Collins, Aaron Light from District 6 Water. And I've got them all. Perfect. Um, thank you. Public comment at this point in time in the evening. Anyone who wishes to address the planning commission on any items that are not on the agenda this evening, now would be the time to do so. Hearing none. Oh, Ben, Bill, I'm sorry. And Ren Martin, I missed you. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, moving on to the approval of the minutes of February 4th, 2021. Any additions, deletions and or corrections? 
I move we approve the minutes of February 4th, 2021. Thank you, Brian. I'll second it. Was well, that you, Linda? That was Roberta. Roberta. Thank you, Roberta. I'm gonna take the position that everyone is approving it, so I'm only soliciting nays. Are there any nays? Hearing none, the minutes from February 4th, 2021 are approved. Minutes from February 18th, 2021. Again, any uh, corrections, additions, and or deletions? I move to approve the minutes of February 18th, 2021. Thank you, Brian. I'll second it. Thank you again, Roberta. And once again, assuming that all of uh, the commissioners are approving them. I will solicit any nays. Are there any nays? Hearing none, the minutes from February 18th, 2021 are approved. Item four, joint meeting to confirm planning commission's outreach summary and scope of the request for professional services. Again, uh, we are pleased to have Commissioner Redmond, Commissioner uh, Belton and Commissioner Corrigan join us in this joint meeting. Christy, I really think this is kind of, at this point in time, your show. Thank you. Um, am I sharing my screen? You are. Yes, yes, all right, perfect. Thank you everybody. Welcome for, and part, thank you for participating in tonight's discussion, joint meeting regarding the master plan. So to get us started, the outline for this discussion was included on the agenda for this evening. I'm happy to present this information to you tonight, which has been discussed and formalized with Planning Commission through several work sessions. Summaries from those sessions have been provided through updates to the Board of County Commissioners. For this presentation, however, staff has included an interactive story map, which we'll present to you tonight, intended for outreach and educational purposes, which is a new element that staff created. My plan is to keep this discussion to just over an hour and to accomplish the goals of the meeting. I promise you that that statement is not an April Fool's joke. So <laughs> Ben, that was for you. Um, anyway, since we have a lot to go through tonight, I would just ask that we hold questions and then there'll be time for discussion, questions and public comments as we move forward. I would like to start with introductions. I know we, we did go through some of those, but there are some newer members on Planning Commission and a newly elected commissioner. So I would ask Planning Commission, we could do a round robin and Board of County Commissioners and staff on the call to say their name and if applicable, what region you represent. I can go ahead and start. My name is Christy Windsor. I am the Planning Director and I'll put it off to Steve. Steve Warnke, Acting Chairman at this point in time and I think District 1 from memory, North Route. Arctic Circle. Roberta. Um, I'm the alternate and I'm also from North Route. Brian. <laughs> Brian, you got to unmute first. Uh, was route, as best I know, I was the at-large member for a year, year and a half, something like that. Peter. Peter Flint, South Route. 
Bill Norris. Bill Norris. <laughs> South route also. Linda Miller. I'm the at-large representative. Uh, Billy. Yeah, Billy Mitzelfeld, uh, at-large. Troy Bookshire. Troy, you got to unmute, I think. I don't see that he's muted, but he's he's not. Uh... Hmm. Troy is District 2. I say we just move it along. There you go. Troy, Troy, tell us if you can hear us. Okay, got it. Well, I hope that your audio comes back. Uh, Greg, how about you? Greg Yeager, Steamboat Springs. And I think I've got all the planning commissioners. Did they miss anybody? I don't think so. And then from the Board of County Commissioners, Beth Melton, Beth? I'm Beth Melton, District 3. Tim Corrigan? <clears throat> Tim Corrigan, District 1. And Tim Redman. Yeah, hi, I am Tim Redman, your newly elected commissioner from District 2. Nice to meet everybody. Nice to meet you too as well, and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Christy, you wanna go through your staff people, please? Um, I believe on the call, um, we have Alan Goldich, staff planner. Uh, I am Chris Alan Burke. Goldich, staff planner. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Alan. And I believe Chris is on the line too, but she may be having audio problems along with Troy. And then we also have Sarah Catherman, who has been a tremendous help with the plan update process. Actually, Sarah basically runs the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we probably, sorry, introduce the BCC staff as well. Mark Collins is our interim county manager and is joining us. Oh, I didn't even see Mark on the call. Thank you, Beth. Yep. Yeah, and then Robin Shepard, I don't know if you all have met her. She's not staff, but she is our uh, contracted public information officer, community engagement specialist. And also instrumental to this update process. So thank you to everybody. And welcome. Yeah. So I wanna start with the goals of the meeting. There are two goals of this meeting. One is to confirm the planning commissioner's outreach summary and two, confirm the project scope for the request for professional services. I think it's necessary for me to note, if we confirm the summary and scope, which includes the identified issues and themes that we should focus on, that we will have more opportunity for detailed and focused discussions later in the process, but it's not the goal of this meeting. It's also important for me to note that tonight's goals are an important step for us to stay on track in order to complete the master plan by May, 2022. That's our target date for completion. So although we're familiar with the goals of the master plan, I wanted to bring to your attention to the fact that the master plan goals also align with the commissioner's strategic vision. Those are to preserve the character of Route County maintain the county's level of service to customers, support a healthy and safe community, 
model environmental sustainability, adaptability, and resilience, plan for future needs, and ensure the county's financial integrity. At this point, we understand what a master plan is, what it's, why it's important, and that it's a land and growth management tool used to guide development. The document we create will essentially be a work plan that informs citizens and developers of the goals and policies of the county under the community's vision. The current master plan puts emphasis on two major themes, preserve the rural character of Route County and direct development to the designated growth centers of the county. Then the sub-area plans address issues and concerns that are specific to those areas that they cover. So there have been some significant steps I just wanna reference that have gotten us to this point today. Under step one, staff coordinated with DOLA to obtain a grant to provide technical assistance with the plan update process. Under step two, the initial outreach included 14 community meetings with various stakeholder groups with approximately 125 people who provided us feedback. Also, 922 surveys were submitted and those findings with the feedback from them were summarized into the, uh, into the community report that was the basis of the planning commissioner's outreach summary. Under step three, there have been continued educational efforts through a master plan fact sheet, a website dedicated to the update process and work sessions with planning commission to create the outreach summary path forward and a draft RFP. Now to the fun part. <laughs> so Sarah will bring up the story map. Let me know if you have issues, Sarah. Ah, thank you. And is everybody seeing the route county's line use story on that, on the screen? Okay. So, um, excuse me one second, because I'm not seeing it on mine. Okay, uh, Sarah, we can move forward. The story map was a collaborative effort seen through the forces that influence land use and development in the county. Not only is it an innovative, cool tool, it's really informative and can be used to support where we grow in the county. I'm not going to read all of the text, but I'll summarize that for you and highlight the information in the maps. And you're more than welcome to go back and review all the material if you haven't done so already. Um, and this story map will be made public on the website. So the first graph highlights important milestones with the development of Route County since 1970. Notice close to the center of the timeline in 1980 was the creation of Route County's first master plan. Our current master plan was created in 2003. The next series of maps show population trends through demographic information about the people of Route County. The first map you view is an overall population map. The different colored areas on the map are census tracts. Clicking on each tract will bring up the historical and anticipated rate for that area of the county. Next, we have a historic population growth map. This map is interesting because you'll notice that there's only been a dip in population due to migration out of the county. That occurred around 2012. All other decreases that you see are due to death. 
Then we have a map showing projected population growth for the county. That uh, graph is pretty straightforward, what you would expect. The following map seems to be everyone's favorite regarding our aging population. Sarah will demonstrate how you can choose a year and animate the graph. You can also click on any bar to get the information for that population. What this map informs us of is that the median age has increased steadily from 1990 to present. The median age is expected to level off and remain around 39 for the next 20 years or so. However, it should be noted that a percentage of 30-somethings and small children is expected to rise significantly in the extended future, between 15 to 30 years from now. This highlights the need to discuss future housing needs for young families. It is also important to note that all of these projections are pre-COVID demographics that we do have. Now we have some land use maps for you to review. There are bookmarks you can click on, which, which Sarah will show you, to help orient yourself to bring you to some of the areas that the county staff identified as good examples to explain each map. The first map of the series is the zoning map, which is pretty straightforward again, um, but it does include individual parcels in the county. You can zoom in on any parcel and again, obtain that uh, information. Christy, hold on one second, because we're at the wrong map. Oh, I see that. And that is, uh, well, that's not me doing that. That is the oh, zoning map. Yeah. It's not the zoning map, it's the um, three mile map. And now it's not even showing up. Okay, let me go see if the other one, if the actual zoning map is on here. Something's funky. Yeah, it looks like let it's me not reload this. Properly. Let me reload this whole site. Okay. This is a uh, cloud-based system. So you're on the, yeah, if you just scroll no, back. No, it's not. Up. Okay, hold on. One more up. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Now that okay. you got that, you know, it's, it, it is a pretty straightforward map. I mean, you can click on individual parcels in the county and you can zoom in on any parcel to obtain the information that you're looking for. And again, they have the bookmarks there and we have them set to specific areas in the county. So you can orient yourself a little bit better when you're um, looking in um, and looking up information. So moving to the next map, hopefully that one loads for you, is the public and conserved land map. And this map includes all public lands and conservation easements, which together total 63.7% of the county. We set book, bookmarks for Turner and Peaberg, and we did this because these two areas, these two areas of unincorporated route county are communities that have um, services to them. Milner has central sewer, whereas Peaberg has central water and central sewer. And because of, because of this, these two communities have been looked at as potential growth areas and, and whether or not they would be good options for us to um, make potential growth areas in the future. 
however, if Sarah is, yep, you're on Milner. Yes. Mm -hmm. So looking around Milner, you'll notice in pink, Milner is surrounded by conservation easements. So that's something that we do have to think about. So basically this map will show you which areas are constrained and those that are not around growth center. You can also click on any parcel, which she's done, you know, for ownership and the conservation easement information. The following map is our LPS development map. And I'll let her catch up. There is a bookmark for the area south of Steamboat because that area alone has several LPS developments. Sarah is showing you that you can click on the development or on the bar to the right to tell us how much acreage the development is and how much of the total is the remainder parcel. We point this out so you understand what information is available to you. The next map tells us about the available lands for development near the growth centers. The map highlights areas within three miles of growth centers that can be subdivided, which are 70 plus acres, and they're shown in blue. The, par uh, the parcels in purple are under 70 acres and cannot be subdivided under current zoning or they are already 35 acre developments. The parcels within three miles of towns are shown because in order to annex adjacent, uh, adjacent lands, municipalities must have a three mile plan in place. Another feature of this map are the white dots which represent dwelling units. So you can see which of those lands um, are actually have dwelling units on them and which ones are vacant. So that's, that's pretty neat. We move to the next map and I think this water map, I believe is the most eye-opening for us when we're thinking about where future development can be located in terms of water availability. You can click on the layers button at the top right to add or remove layers. Staff did coordinate this map with Erin Light, who's on the line tonight from Division of Water Resources that includes her recent recommendations for future areas to also be designated critical. They're highlighted in green. According to the mapping, virtually all of Route County, tan and green, with the exception of the Snake River Basin in gray, will soon be designated as overappropriated. This means all new wells on lots under 35 acres will need to be covered by an augmentation plan and no existing wells would be allowed to serve new secondary dwelling units without an augmentation plan. Augmentation contracts are available through the Upper Yampa Water District within its augmentation area illustrated in blue. But outside of that area, augmentation water is much more difficult to acquire and expensive to do. Next is a helpful transportation map. This map identifies maintenance levels that are explained in the box below to your right or to your left, actually. You can also zoom in and click on a road to get the status and maintenance level, or we have a bookmark embedded into an area with all the road designations, which she has up right now. As we know, the cost of road maintenance increases as the distance from growth centers also increase, even on primary roads. One of the main concerns with development of 35 acres in remote areas of the county is the cost of road maintenance. 
Although access to public roads is the only element of 35 acre subdivisions that can be reviewed by the county, it's precisely to review emergency access. The county cannot prevent such developments on secondary roads. And we all know when people build residences in remote areas, they expect the county to maintain the public roads used to access them. So moving on to the community or the sub area plan map, this is a pretty neat map also, <clears throat> excuse me. With the exception of a few grandfathered MRE subdivisions such as the Elk River Estates, all of the areas within MRE or denser wow. residential zoning, is it working? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, residential zoning are covered by sub area plans. You can click on any sub area plan and it will take, you can click on any sub area and it will take you to that plan. Uh, some points that I do want to make about these plans are that many of these plans are quite old and should be reviewed and possibly updated following the update of the master plan. I envision we will want to prioritize the updates of these plans through the process. The most pressing of these is the Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan, which is slated for an update as soon as the master plan is complete, hopefully. City and county staff are in communication about this effort and about combining the West Steamboat Springs Area Plan and the Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan into a single plan. The benefit of combining these plans would be to ensure that there is no conflict and to facilitate coordination with the city about annexation of the areas to the west of town that would be easily served by central water and sewer service. The last summary map has multiple layers. They include information from the maps and charts throughout the presentation and can be eliminated or added back in on the layers button to the top right there, yeah. It's essentially an overlay map. So in summary, the story map illustrates that to maintain the character of Route County through protecting our open spaces and agricultural lands, we need to avoid sprawl and to locate growth in areas accessible by the existing primary road system. And the most effective means of expanding housing opportunities to accommodate future growth while maintaining what we love about Route County. It's to direct to the new development to the designated growth centers. Because our existing municipalities can grow through infill development where possible and annexation where appropriate. Um, as I mentioned, after we accomplish the goal of this meeting, we'll make this, uh, this whole story map made public. So, just going back, are you seeing the land use story map on the presentation? Okay. So next, um, are you seeing discussion about outreach summary? Yep. Perfect. Um, so the issues and themes up on the screen were identified by Planning Commission of what the updates should focus and included in the outreach summary. The intent is to ensure that we capture the issues to have more focused discussion around them later. To be concise, each issue and theme is shortened on your screen with a number that they are associated with. And I will go through them for you. Number one, how could transportation in Route County be improved? Number two, 
do current policies limit the availability of affordable housing? Number three, how should the changing needs of the telecommunications industry and the demand for better connectivity be addressed in the master plan? And a follow-up to that is, will greater connectivity have an impact on development patterns in Route County? Number four, what incentives could the city and county provide to further encourage development in the west of Steamboat area? Also, are there areas in Route County not currently targeted for growth that would be appropriate sites for increased density to address this need? Number five is overall demographics and needs assessments that need to happen. Number six, how can the county effectively mitigate the impacts of recreation and tourism? And can or should recreation and tourism be directed to designated growth areas? What goals and not growth areas, I apologize, directed to designated areas, um, such as the Upper Elk River Valley, um, which the focus around that is recreation. Number seven, what goals and policies are needed to address and combat impacts of climate change? Number eight, what goals and policies are needed to better protect the county's natural resources, such as water and mineral rights? And is it appropriate to include the goals and policies directed toward historic preservation? That would be number nine. Number 10 would be which action items in the existing plan have been accomplished and which are still valid? And number 11, are there other issues and threats that are not addressed in the current master plan that should be addressed in the update? So the outreach summary and the plan forward through the RFP scope is what the Planning Commission outlined for you tonight. As I mentioned, although the details of each of, each of them will be worked out in more detail, we wanna definitely make sure that we don't leave out any major category or theme. So I'm gonna open it up to the commissioners because we'd like to hear from them. Is there anything that county commissioners would like to add to this list? Hey, Christy. Um First of all, thank you for this really excellent presentation. Uh, I do feel like uh, you guys have done a, a great job of identifying uh, uh, what I perceive to be the most important issues that need to be addressed in a master plan. So um, uh, surprisingly, I don't have anything to add at this time, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sure my fellow commissioners may have something. Kim, you know, I've always got something. Um, I have, it might be more of a question. Um, I, you know, I hope I don't need to add anything to this list because I think this is pretty comprehensive and I, you know, we've all seen the amount of work that's gone into this over the last year um, plus. Um, I'm curious if you think that um, kind of the issue of um, resiliency, um, to natural disasters is, you know, would you include that kind of in the climate change section? I'm thinking specifically about wildfire threat. Um, and on Absolutely, Beth. Okay. Yes. So and, and, and that has been um, specifically identified. And mm -hmm. also we had Mo come and present um, his hazard mitigation plan. Mm -hmm. And I believe there is an assumption that we would through a consultant, figure out how best to incorporate that plan 
into the master plan, as well as all the other plans that we know that are either in the pipe or have recently been adopted, such as the climate action plan, which is you know, in the works right now. Um, but yes, the intent would be that that would fall under climate change, natural resources, um, policy and regulation. So just to clarify on that point, then climate change, as you're um, defining it, would be both identifying policies that would um, uh, mitigate climate change, you know, reduce climate change to the, reduce emissions or whatever those kinds of policies are, as well as policies that might uh, make us resilient in the face of a changing climate. That is correct. Okay, thanks. That's all. That's the only question I had. Commissioner Redmond. Yes, yeah, so, you know, um, no, 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 uh, no questions at this point. Um, you know, I think from reading through what the work that has been done, um, I, I'm seeing some really good work. I, I think it's really more a matter of fine tuning really at this point in time. Um, you know, some of the things that, that came to my mind um, are as we move forward in a changing economy um, and changing um, industries in this county, um, I'm wondering if that's something we might want to take a look at as we go on with this process. I'm glad you brought that up and especially being the former mayor of Hayden, what came to mind as you were saying that and what I was thinking, you know, through this list is that you may have an interest on what happens to the power plant and um, and reuse of that. So um, I believe that is something we can incorporate into these broad categories but something I can make a note of unless you would like to add that specifically. So Commissioner Redmond did raise a, a good point there. And traditionally, when we talk about master plans, you would not include uh, uh, economic development uh, into that plan because we've traditionally looked at the master plan as a land use plan. So. I guess I would just throw it out there for conversation. I'm not sure I have a bias on this, but I'd be curious to hear what other folks think about in, uh, incorporating uh, some of those uh, economic modeling. I think um, it's a great point, Commissioner Corrigan, because um, you know it's not necessarily that we would, in, I, we've all come to the conclusion that the master plan should should be a document that contains land use policies and not other kinds of things. I think um, we've decided to refer to other types of plans where appropriate, but um, it may be worth adding to this list, um, like you said, kind of economic modeling and projections. You know, when you think about an increase in location neutral workers that we see coming into the county, when we think about the changing um, energy economy, um, I, I'm sure there are other things that we could add to that list, but I do wonder if uh, that might be just another topic that is worthy of discussion. Even commuting patterns, you know, that's transportation, but it's directly linked to um, economic activity. So 
I don't know how you would summarize it in here, but perhaps that is something that should be on this list as well. Well, and, and we know, excuse me, that uh, some of those patterns you just described uh, about location neutral workers, and then we have these other issues around short-term rentals and second home ownership, all of those things have a direct impact upon affordable housing and will have an impact on how the county develops. So I'm not sure I have a clear idea of exactly what that should look like, but it, it, I think it needs to be addressed. Would Planning Commission agree to those comments? Do you want to have a discussion around that? You sound like a robot. <laughs> Steve, your audio just you're just your audio just went crazy. Oh no, no. Let me unmute start starting again. Um I mean from from my perspective, I think those are excellent comments. And you know, although we have spoken about a master plan being a land use document, um, it does have impacts to land use as well. And I do think that it is something that we should include in the list and use our consultant as a, our expert on how we can incorporate that into a land use plan. That would be my recommendation. Part of, part of the hear me now. No. No, <laughs> you sound like you sound like a monster from some scary movie. And, <laughs> and should we include uh, uh, concerns about monsters as we move forward? I mean, there you go. I see Brian Kelly has a comment. This is my ideal time because uh, both Troy and uh, Steve are out of commission, so <laughs> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a couple things to keep in mind, we, we've talked about infrastructure here and affordable housing, and I'm not sure Biden's, you know, deal that he's unveiled with infrastructure, how much of it's going to go through Congress, but, and probably Ben Bell remembers this, there's some high county roads in this county that would be eligible for federal money under a CFL, you know, access to tourism and recreation. I'm thinking particularly of 129 and 62, I think it is, and also the road that goes up the Bear River. And if this plan does come through in any manner, we should be eyeing those types of grants to better our roads at little expense to the county to service the recreation tourism industry in the flat tops and the, the circles. Um, and, and, and same with the broadband that's supposed to go into the most rural parts of our uh, country. Uh, I'm able to operate at home, not go into my office in steamboat because I've got a clear line of sight at the end of my, or halfway down my driveway to the cock where Zirkle has a tower. And if the tower goes down, I'm out of business. I go somewhere else, but as long as the tower's up, doesn't matter, I'm six miles Southwest of Hayden. It just doesn't matter. And so that's part of that economic model that's been mentioned by a couple of the commissioners in land use planning. The ability to access broadband is huge. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Um, I don't see any other 
Um, any other comments or anybody that wants to add to this list um, or any severe reservations of adding those two important issues to the list? So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and say we are agreeing on the outreach summary. Is that correct? Perfect. So yay, we, we accomplished our first goal of the meeting. So moving, moving on to the RFP, which is the second goal, the RFP will allow the county to secure a consultant who will have the expertise and provide us with the additional manpower to see the update through. Your staff packet included the draft RFP with exhibits that included a master plan fact sheet intended, intended for education and outreach purposes. The master plan, um, a, a public engagement report from the initial outreach, as well as the outreach summary, which is intended to be the guidance for a consultant and a bullet list of the role of a consultant. So staff went ahead and divided the role of a consultant into three categories. For example, under research, a consultant will consider techniques and tools to incentivize development in the West of Steamboat. Under integration, a consultant will determine how best to incorporate and reference existing plans into the master plan, such as the hazard mitigation plan I mentioned before. Then under presentation, a consultant will assist with developing current maps and better quality maps. So again, <laughs> is there anything that the commissioners would like to add to the role of a consultant or the RFP that you have reviewed? I don't have anything. Tim, Beth, again, Christy, I would compliment you and your staff and the planning commission on how well organized this is and, and that you guys have obviously spent some time thinking about how best to proceed. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I'm hearing tonight. That's great, thank you. So um, one, yeah. sorry, not the scope of work I think is fine. Just one question. I didn't notice in the RFP if you indicated, um, I, th I think the understanding is that a best practice it's gonna be pretty important to engage in an update of the regulations following the update of the master plan. And Absolutely. obviously that's not a part of the current scope of work, but sometimes when we have these multi-phase projects, we um, indicate that in the initial RFP. Is that in there and maybe I just missed it or- should It actually isn't Beth, and that's a good point. We fully intend that we would want to update our regulations um, through the master plan update process to make sure there is alignment there. Typically, that's not done through the same consultant contract. However, I guess it wouldn't hurt to put it in there to see, you know, because we have done a, a substantial amount of preliminary work on this. And as we're going through the update of the um, process in selecting a consultant, we may be able to include that in there and just see what we get. Um, if we don't have the funds to cover it, we could know that we have wiggle room to cut back um, some of you know, our, I would say the, the large list, if we couldn't include that in, in this update. And then it's something that maybe we can talk about of me budgeting for 
after the master plan update. Typically that's something that's done in-house. I would strongly, strongly recommend that's something we probably want a consultant on board with because our regulations is something I think staff would say um, there are numerous things that we would like to update ourselves, but of course we're gonna want that alignment with the master plan. So I I'll just say, ahead. I don't have a strong opinion about how that's done. I just know sometimes when we do these multi-phase projects, we at least reference the second phase, even if we're not asking for a proposal on that second phase yet. So just one thought that you may want to include in there. Yeah, in that's a great point. Thank you. Yes. So Troy's got his hand up, Christy. Go ahead, Troy. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Oh, um, I don't know if this is the appropriate spot for it, um, but I think a consultant might be helpful if um, you wanted to look at a new form of uh, TDRs. I know we got hung up in them a, a long time ago and found it very burdensome, you know, to try to implement. But what I'm wondering is if there's a link between uh, incentives for west of Steamboat. It was another slide. There was a, some sort of incentive that maybe the county is considering. And I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, so I just kind of throw it out there as a thought. Um, if, if it, if it uh, addresses kind of two items, it would be the open lands and, and the rural and the habitat, um, and then helping steer or incentivize development in the west of Steamboat. So obviously the receiving area would be west of Steamboat. Um, and I'll just drop it there because I don't know if it has any legs or if this is the appropriate spot for this. No, I understand thought. what you're saying. Um, so that would fall under research um, and coordination with a consultant to see what tactics we can use to incentivize uh, development in the West of Steamboat. So you're referring to a TDR program, uh, transfer of development rights. So that's something, I mean, I think that could be discussed in under that topic and see if that is something that we could consider. So I, I think that's a good point, Troy, and I can um, make a note of that. I don't know if anybody else has any comments on that. Well, um, that is a good point by Troy, but he also said something else that caught my ear and it may be included in the, uh, uh, in the summary under mitigating the impacts of recreation and tourism, but I think somewhere along the lines, uh, uh, preservation of wildlife needs to be a part of this plan. Um, absolutely, um, going back, I believe we have that under um, our more specific questions under one of the bulleted list. Um, absolutely, wildlife is, is something that is on our radar. Anybody else? Okay, seeing none. Hey, Christy. Yes. 
Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to um, play off of what Beth recommended, which is even if we can't identify, even if we can't, you know, actually rewrite any of the regulations at this point in time, it would be helpful, I think, if the planning consultant was asked to at least identify those regulations that would need to be updated in the future as part of their scope. I mean, they're gonna be going through these documents in great detail and probably will notice these things as they go along or should be noticing these things as they go along. Yeah, that's a great comment, Roberta. And I'm, I'm realizing now looking through the original um, project next steps that was initially created that actually was in there. And that was something I didn't pull over into, um, into this RFP. And it's something that we were thinking about. I just didn't think to include it in the actual RFP. So I'm very glad that Beth brought that up and it's echoed by you, Roberta. So it is a good point. And because it is something that is an obvious step that will be necessary to happen. Um, so that's good language for me to include in there. And I certainly will. So this last slide here is the master plan next steps. So now that we have the goals accomplished of this meeting, up on the screen is a graphic of what you can expect the process to look like as we move through the process. From this point, it's a 14 month long process to the finish line. The bulk of the more focused and detailed discussions is over a six month period from July to January. It's important to note that the timeline can be flexible to complete the scope. Um, and then to both of your points, Roberta and Beth, this does not include what would happen after adoption, which would be update our regulations. So um, although, as I mentioned, that is on our radar, it's actually not um, in this graphic, but that is something that we can um, make amendments to as we move forward. So with that, it's time for discussion, public comments. Christy, can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, just a quick question. Do you, are you uh, comfortable that there are consultants available that are able to handle this work? And if so, do you know them or how do you know them and that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, as part of me working with Julie, our purchasing agent on the RFP, um, I also have reached out to my counterparts, my planning network about um, consultants that have recently been used that they could recommend that through the RFP process and notification requirements, we could send directly to those agencies. Um, so we do have a, um, about seven consultants that are all located in Colorado that we got recommendations on. Hopefully they apply to uh, respond to the RFP, but we have um, done our legwork on that as well. Thank you. Commissioners, any questions as we go forward? Yeah, I was looking at the uh, consultant um, selection committee um, and I don't know if I missed it in there. Who and what would be on this committee? So we don't have a, a consultant selection committee yet. Um, so we the RFP process is a 60-day process. So that would be the next steps to create that um, 
consultant selection committee. Some of you have already expressed interest on being on that committee um, through planning commission. We would want, um, there, there are some department heads I know that would be really great assets to that committee as well. And then I would ask the commissioners if any one of you would want to be part of that consultant selection committee. And I wanted this format to ask that question. So to be, to be clear, this is a consultant uh, recommendation of selection to the county commissioners. The, the committee itself will not be making the selection. They will be recommending a selection to us. The, the, technically that is correct, um, but I, I, it would be a recommendation. I, I, That's typically how it goes, Commissioner Corrigan. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm reasonably certain that the, the commissioners most likely will accept that recommendation. I just wanted to make that clarification. And yes, I do think it's appropriate for one of the three of us to participate in that recommending committee. And we can, de we can decide among the three of us who, who should do that. Okay, and that doesn't obviously have to be done today. Um, we'll be putting the RFP together. There is another important note I did wanna make. The dates that are on your draft were, um, were put in there assuming that this meeting was actually gonna happen two weeks prior. So we will have to revise those dates accordingly to after this meeting, um, assuming that we are now going to move forward. And as I said, we're looking at a 60 day RFP process from when it goes out to when the consultant is selected. So we expect the consultant to be on board by um, late June. Okay. Um, Steve, did you want to take any public comment? Um, well, I was going to just one more time solicit to see if there are any questions from uh, planning commissioners or the Board of County Commissioners before I did that. And once again, the silence appears to be deafening. So with that thought in mind, I'd like to open up to the public. Uh, ben, you got to unmute though, though first, Ben, I think. Ah, perfect. Thanks, Steve. Um, I think, I mean, my, my view of what's going on, I think is great. I have a very general question as, as one of the goals maybe that can be included is to maintain and improve our quality of life. And I know that's kind of a general statement, but I think I see with, uh, with the growth in the county and those sorts of things, how are we going to maintain our quality of life? And then going down and some of the things that uh, um, I, I see is we always talk about open spaces. I think somewhere in this, uh, uh, in the master plan has to deal with public spaces. I see that as a real question of our quality of life. And I know we've talked about recreation, but the way it was presented here it was kind of like a very negative thing about um, the impacts of recreation. I see in this master plan, there has to be some um, uh, input. There has to be some way that the county can improve the recreation for our, um, our Ralph County citizens. 
And the reason I say this is when I was a commissioner, the mantra was we're not into recreation. But if you look at some of those maps and you think of the in our municipalities, there's very few uh, large parcels left that can be used for recreation in those um, in those municipalities. So the majority of land is outside of those municipalities. And I just think when we talk about destination management, and I've really kind of been into that in the last couple of years, it would be, um, it, it, it should be a goal that the county kind of looks at some of the land around the municipality for recreation for those folks that live in the municipalities, plus our visitors as a way to um, manage recreation. And we all know of those larger parcels that are uh, around our municipalities. And, you know, it's just all the things in the master plan, you talked about affordable housing, all those things. I do see that um, they all tie into this theme that I think somehow should be woven into the master plan of our quality of life for our Ralph County citizens. And when I say that, I'm not saying for me, I'm talking about the citizens that are gonna come. How do you um, make sure that those folks that are, are going to arrive here can still enjoy this Western, Western ambience that we have come to enjoy and those sorts of things. And it's really general, but I think it's really important that somehow that is addressed in the master plan. Thanks. Hey Ben, while we've got your uh, well, you've got your undivided attention, and I don't want to take a lot of time, but you made an interesting comment. You said years ago when you were on the planning commission, I'm assuming that the general attitude was we're not into recreation. Could you just expand on that just a hair for me? Uh, actually, Steve, it was when I was on the board of county commissioners. Okay. It's right. always been the mantra that we're we're only uh, we deal with our rural areas, and which is always kind of blew me away because the majority, three fourths of our citizens, live in the municipality. So, how do we change that mantra? I mean, I'm, I'm using maybe recreation as an example. We're not into recreation. But we are, our citizens, that's one of the important things that they look at. And if three quarters of our citizens live in municipalities, somehow there has to be a coordination with those municipalities for this recreation. So it's, uh, I think that mantra is an old time mantra. It has to change. And so if you look at the land, the land, if we have these hard urban boundaries, which are, which are, the, are the way to go, our municipality should grow, but the land outside of those hard urban boundaries next to those hard urban boundaries should be used to maintain the quality of life of the citizens. I understand, thank you. Tim. Yeah, if I could follow up and ask Ben a question. When you're talking recreation, I'm hearing access. Is that what you really what you're saying? You know, river access, access to trails, th that type of a deal. Uh, yes, Tim. I'm. Um, I'm, and I really enjoy the way the uh, Hayden Master Plan kind of formats that. And 
there's some, I'm, I'm, I'll use Hayden as an example, around the bridge over the Yampa River. To me, as, as a former chairman of the Legacy Partnership and, and knowing what that land is like and uh, a commissioner that represented Hayden forever, that would be a great parcel for the citizens of Hayden. And then if you go down the river, um, you know, there's a park, a park on the river could be done. And I'm just, and, and some of that land probably may not be within the urban growth boundary. It may be within that three mile limit, you know? So that's, I, I think that Hayden is a good example of what Route County can do to maintain this quality of life. Anyone else? Sarah, can you help me? I'm not seeing hands, but maybe I'm missing that. No, I don't see any hands being raised at the moment. I oh, see Ren, Ren, Ren is raising okay. hand. Go ahead, Ren. General public question. <clears throat> the existing master plan in some ways was a reflection of the city of Steamboat Springs growth, often used in a defensive uh, manner. I can hear Doug Monger saying, we don't do high density in the county. We leave that up to the city of Steamboat Springs. Aside from general public uh, comment, participation, and, and possibly the city of Steamboat Springs, what other collaboration, what other efforts are going to be made for our other urban sectors, um, our other townships to participate in this process? Is there any direct communication? You want me to take that? Yes, Christy. <laughs> so through this update process, um, it is a collaborative process with our partners, our municipalities specifically. When we started this update process, we went around to each municipality and gave our presentation about the update process, how to get involved and to provide their input. And that will continue as we move forward in the process. Um, you know, one, one of the areas I think that is on everybody's radar and comes up in every conversation is the status of West Steamboat and what's going to happen there um, with the numerous developments that have tried to go through um, and, you know, our existing plans that require annexation. And I think we all acknowledge that there needs to be better um, participation between the city and the county, you know, with talking about those issues and getting to the root of, of what those roadblocks are and what we can do to facilitate growth, which the existing West Steamboat plan direct, I mean, that is our potential growth area for Steamboat Springs and nothing has happened in, in years. Um, and so that is definitely a focus. I think we all acknowledge that, um, that that is gonna be a hot topic as we move forward in the update, update process. And then also, as I mentioned before, there is an appetite between city council and the county commissioners is my understanding that we probably wanna look to update the West Steamboat plan and the area plan together as the next steps. It's, it's logical, it's needed. Um, and so that is on our radar. 
Uh, Christy, just to embellish a bit, and unless I'm misreading, I think, a next phase, which is phase four, the first bullet item is really public engagement. And I, my expectations, we will be in fact, going back to the communities as we did previously. Absolutely. And maybe not starting all over again, but bring them current and solicit more comments yet. Right, around each of those bulleted items, um, which let me just bring them up for one last good measure here and reminder. Um, so these bulleted points, I mean, they're very broad topics and they're intended to be that way because some of the comments that I heard tonight, for example, Ben Bell's comments regarding quality of life, I see that as a recurring trend through several of these bulleted points. And, and I'm hearing your comments and making my notes of where I can coordinate with a consultant to address some of these comments that you're bringing up tonight or what I have heard or some recurring themes that we definitely um, address those as we um, go through those more focused updates. And that would be the intent that we would be having more meetings around some of these themes rather than the more broad topic, because we really want to get down to the details and, and the issues that we all acknowledge. I see Troy raising his hand. Oh, I don't hear you. You're muted, Troy. Maybe it's a follow-up to what you just said, but my question was, how do you fold in the uh, feedback that we've gotten to date with the next round of the public engagement? Where does, where does that slide into, or is it a part of the next round of public engagement? I envision the next round of public engagement to be more focused so there would be a theme. For example, we may have a transportation topic and, and that would be designed and through a consultant to help us facilitate those kinds of conversations. And, and we would go down the line and you know, rate these as to you know, which, which we're gonna discuss first. Um, and probably, you know, we're probably gonna be looking at transportation, I can tell you in affordable housing as you know, those, those hot button issues that we know we, we, there's a lot of work to be done around, around those two specific ones. Um, that's not to take away the priority here. And that's, and that's also something through the consultant, I think we'll be connecting with you all too to help prioritize that list, you know, and you're gonna be part of that process. So um, it's gonna be- We have a summary of the first round and the 922 responses. Yeah. So how do you build or do you just not literally ignore, but is it a fresh starting point with this next round? Or is it, here's where we're at with 922 responses and then you build upon that. I think we're building upon the information we have already gotten, you know, and, and we have provided essentially bookends and we have narrowed in of what the focus should be that we're all acknowledging. 
So, I mean, the thought isn't to backtrack and, and start over. And, you know, I think we, we did a really good job of public engagement to get to the point to where we are today. Thank you. Um, I think, uh, I don't see any hands raised. Yeah, I don't either, but I don't trust my system either. I will also note that it's 709. And nice. so, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're doing pretty good here. I also just want to point out, I see Emmy on the line. Um, she is our GIS guru, and she was really instrumental in creating the story map. So she's actually on vacation, and she just called in. I just saw her sneak on. So I'm going to call her out and give credit where credit's due there. We have uh, a bunch of really talented people that work with us at the county, for sure. Uh, Christy, I, you know, I think I told you this previously, but for the record, I am totally impressed um, with the efforts of you and your staff. And now, Emily, I guess, I, I don't know that I've seen a presentation quite as good as this ever. So congratulations to you. I, I paid him to say that. Yeah. Well, I would just like to point out that there is a ton of information in the story map that um, wasn't actually uh, demonstrated tonight. You guys should go into that and explore it in detail because there's just a lot of information there that you can't really get without poking around a bit. Well, I, I full well expect Troy to spend some time on that because I think that story map contains exactly what he's been looking for for quite some time now. And that is, you know, the land uses around the county. So. And his conservation easement map. Yep. Speaking <laughs> of Troy, Troy has his hand up. Yeah, this may be just a uh, brief little question, but in the survey responses, we got a lot of feedback that referred to open lands. So mm -hmm. I don't know if we all collectively here have a agreement or a definition or so when I read the survey results, it's like, what does that mean? What does open lands mean moving forward? So I'll you may have an open way. land plan, but. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll jump really in. Dated. Go ahead. Um, uh, you know, I'm really excited about this process, getting moving uh, forward on this finally, after a bit of a stall, um, I think, Troy, to address your question, I think the people of the county are going to tell us what open lands means to them. Uh, and uh, it's up to us to distill that information and uh, come up with uh, something actionable. So, um, you know, I moved here in 1981. The population has doubled since I moved here. We just saw demographic information that indicates it's going to double again. I think we heard from folks like Ben Bell, who really helped form some of the stuff back in the day. But Ben's acknowledging that we live in a new world and there's a whole bunch of people that have moved here since I have. And while I'm going to have my opinion, it's not my opinion that's going to carry the day. It's gonna be the people of Route County. Thank you, Commissioner Corrigan. 
Did anybody else have anything to add to that? All right. Steve, I'm going to put it back to you. I think um, we're done, sort of. <laughs> um, I mean, we've gone through the next steps. Yeah. And um, there's really no formal action that needs right. to happen. It's more or less that we're all in agreement with the scope, with some of the added notes that I have taken that we can update the RFP to include and everybody understanding what the process, what you can expect that to look like as we move forward. Well, I would agree. And I, I also took some notes, um, but I think when the day is over and done with, we have a consensus that we've built amongst the planning commissioners, which we had already pretty much accomplished that. But more importantly, that we have consensus and, and step with um, the county commissioners, which I think ultimately was the goal here this afternoon, this evening. And I'm very happy about that, as you should be as well, Christy. Yes, yes, I am. So with that, so, said, thank you, everybody. Yeah, and then are you doing an administrative report at all tonight? Um, yes, I have one for you. And I think um, you are up. You want to close the public portion and move oh, on? I did not do that. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, one more time. Any comments from the public before we close that? Once again, hearing none, uh, I'm going to close the public portion of this hearing or this meeting and move on to the administrative report. Thank you very much to the public that have been here. We really appreciate it. Ben, as always, it's good to see you, even though it's not seeing you. I mean, I can't wait for us to get back to some sense of normalcy, but we'll get there. <laughs> and again, thank you very much everybody for participating in this process. It's appreciated. Mr. Chairman, I assume that you don't need uh, the, the county commissioners here for the administrator's report. Typically, my comments are, if you're just interested in hearing what Christy has to say, you're more than welcome to stay. However, in answer to your question, no, we don't need you. <laughs> it's not out of any sense of lack of interest, but I do have some things I need to get to. So I'm going to take totally off. Thank you all. Very, You'll get my update in your much. monthly report. <laughs> thank you again, Tim. <laughs> Appreciate it. Bye. So moving on to administrator's report, um, just to update you on what we have in the pipe and what you can expect moving forward. Um, we have um, an application scheduled for the 15th for a subdivision. It's a sketch plan and zone change request in Stagecoach. Uh, that is Alan's application, and he will definitely, uh, is he still on the line? Um, well, he doesn't need to no. tell you. You, you don't need any really more detail than that, but uh, that will be an interesting application. And then um, beyond that, we do have a gravel pit renewal application scheduled for the 6th of May. So that should be pretty exciting. And um, we actually have applications scheduled there on out, um, but we don't need to get into them. Um, I will say I just got an application today for a special use permit for a recreational facility um, to do 
outdoor dry camping. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one, and that is located in South Route outside of Yampa. Um, so I just need to process that application. Um, and I believe we have two more that either recently were submitted or will be submitted shortly. So you can expect to see those as well. Um, some other updates there were, um, as you know, some of you were up for reappointments for planning commission. And then there are others that were um, applying to be on planning commission. We had, as I mentioned, a high interest of people. We had a really good pool of applicants for both planning commission and board of county commissioners. Interviews were conducted because of that over two weeks when typically um, they're all scheduled on one day and then the normal practice would be the commissioners on the next meeting would make their decisions. Um, because that couldn't happen in the timing of everything, um, the commissioners actually tabled their decision from this past Tuesday till next Tuesday. So I don't have any updates for you, um, but they will be um, looking over their, um, all their options and making that decision on Tuesday. So I will be in touch with um, the existing members to let you know the status, as well as there's some applicants that are actually on the call today, which is, is nice to see. So I will be um, reaching out to everybody next week while I'm on vacation, I might add, because I am that dedicated. So um, I will be reaching out to you next week on that. Um, the other exciting news is that um, I will confirm that we accept, we offered the job to Elena Bell um, for the planner tech position. She is expected to start or she will be starting. Her start date is May 1st. So we're very excited about that to bring on um, a new staff member as you know, I've been, you know, informing you all of how busy we have been, um, you know, plan, master plan aside, uh, just the, the number of applications that we are getting in. So we're gonna be really excited to get her on board. And then um, at this point, we have not um, advertised yet for Ronnie's position. I've been coordinating with HR uh, on that, but I expect to do that and have that um, be advertised um, starting tomorrow, hopefully, and that will be a two-week process and hopefully get somebody, a new admin in as well. So a lot of good stuff. I'm excited and proud that we, you know, got to this point with the master plan, and I am excited for our next chapter of, of the next steps, and I'm even more ecstatic to bring on a consultant to, to uh, relieve the pressure a little bit here. Um, but uh, I think that will be good. Um, on planning commission as of now, um, I know Billy has expressed interest to be part of the consultant committee. Is there anybody else that um, definitely is interested to be part of that process? just so I can start putting together a list and, and formalize all of that. Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> all oh, right, I'm, I'm sure just gonna, Christy you know, I'm, I'm just gonna pick my favorite people. And uh, <laughs> um, 
Well, I'll be in touch with all of you. Um, and I just got to think about how many people we probably want and just get, you know, we don't want it all to be planning commission centric. Obviously we do want um, a good um, flux of people to be on that. I'm gonna look at some department heads who have recently been through the process. Also probably somebody like, for example, Mo, who um, is our emergency um, uh, director over there who has presented to you the hazard mitigation plan. Um, I think he'd be really good being that he just recently went through um, creating a plan of his own and went through a consultant process. And I know there were some um, good points he shared with me that we should be looking out for that, you know, some issues they may have run into or things that we should avoid as we're doing that. So that's one person I have in mind um, from the, um, from staff, as well as, um, you know, we got Billy and um, I'm sure the commissioners will inform me of who they would like to be on the, uh, on the committee as well. But as we get in that list, you know, we will share that with you through my administrative update. And if you have any insight or input, you know, we can do it that way as well. Beyond that, it's 722. Uh, before you run away, <laughs> two real quick issues. One, um, I for one would be interested in seeing just kind of a brief summary of Elena's um, curriculum retake. Yeah, absolutely. And that's your convenience. I'm not a brush thing. I'm just curious to know. And secondly, again, one more time at the risk of being repetitive, but I can't say it often enough. I just think the presentation that you and Sarah and, and your staff put together was just extremely impressive. And I think you uh, wowed the BCC in addition to wowing all of us. And again, congratulations and thank you. I appreciate I agree. that. Thank you. You did an awesome um, job. I will, I will note that I pitched this idea <laughs> before, <laughs> originally, when we started this process, and it got poo-pooed by the, um, the assistant county manager at the time and, and Chad for whatever reasons, um, but it, you know, I think there were some staff members that definitely saw the benefit of having a tool like this, and um, I'm glad we were able to do it. So with, with a lot of help. So there were some great people on board to make that happen. So anyway, thank you. Again, great job. Thank you. And with that, I say we're done. Everybody have a good evening. Thank you for uh, participating. And we'll, uh, let's see, we got two weeks. Yeah, we exactly. Have a good I'll one. Be I'll be refreshed when you see me next, hopefully. <laughs> good night. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Bill, I'm going to be in touch, by the way. Cool. Thanks. All right, Sarah. I thought that went really well. Oh, let me just. Am I here? Can you hear me? Yep. I thought that uh, went really well.